I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Hi, welcome to Books and Booze. I'm taking it for Jessica, so I'm going to fumble this so much. Um, this is the segment where we talk about books with booze with indie authors. Um, this is where Domery will explain everything so I don't have to ruin anything else. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Books and Booze. And today's author, we have Kat Thomas. Hi, Kat, how are you? Good, how are you guys? I'm great. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been an author. Uh, do you have any animals? We like animals here. I do have animals. I have two cats and a dog, and I also have three teenagers. Do they, they count? Those count as animals. Yeah, no, they yeah, definitely yeah. count as animals. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, you know, the three teenagers. I've been an author for about five years now. Um, just really pushing myself out there now. I have over 200 books. I wow. grew up on the East Coast of, uh, or the Northeast of the United States. Currently, I live in the Southwest. That was a culture shock. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, my husband was in the Navy for 22 years, and we traveled the world with our four kids. So that's basically where I took all my inspiration from. That sounds amazing though. Like just to do that, I would have no, I couldn't, I could not pick up and leave. Like I've been born and raised where I am right now. Um, to go to the other side of the country would just drive. No, couldn't do it. Just. I recently did it. It's yeah. Fine. We don't like you for doing it though. Yeah. <laughs> Moving is not fun. Period. No, oh goodness. No, no, no. Um, no. I think the hardest move that we had was going to Hawaii. Um, oh my, I would love to live in Hawaii though. Yeah, that just what? sounds like yeah. a dream. I thought it was going to be a dream and uh -huh. I particularly just didn't like it. It was uh, really hard for me. I had two, two really young kids at the time and uh, being so far away from the Northeast was very difficult because that's where my support system is from. Yeah. So like... Moving to Florida, I was still a drive away from home. Going to Hawaii, there's no way home. Yeah, you gotta like, jump on a plane unless you're on a private plane. Like, there's no way, right? Yeah, but, that was difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, vacationing in Hawaii and living there are two definitely different things. Yes. The, uh, like, our friends go and, like, They'll go and stay for like two, three weeks at a time, and they have a blast. But with me, I lived there for two years straight, and trust me, with the prices and everything else, I was just like, no, not doing And the lack of pool boy, too, right? Like, I imagine vacation, there's pool boys, but living there, there isn't. Like well, that. I lived on a military base <laughs> in military. Even though he was deployed most of the time, I couldn't be looking at pool boys. Because I had a tattletale three-year-old. Yeah, oh, oh. kids. <laughs> they ruined everything. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the book that you're going to be reading from. Um, it's called Clouds Begin to Form. 
And it is the first book in a four book series. And it was originally started to be an erotica, but it turned into a very dark romance. Um, I started writing it right when the pandemic hit and where life just completely changed for everybody. I had all four of my kids at home at the time. My oldest was supposed to be graduating. So uh, all the stress that I had from learning from going from just being a normal mom to being a teacher to being a full-time mom, my husband was working from home. I just wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> it was it was my release and the whole plot is this young woman is getting ready to graduate college and she comes across she has to finish the last credit and the college threw one last like curveball at her and she needed to go to the one professor that she had a crush on her first year in college and she couldn't talk to him so she got really tongue-tied and she was just like so infatuated with him that she couldn't speak to him. And then he has to be the professor that she goes to work for. And little did she know, he had a thing for her as well, but he was so professional that he wasn't going to cross that line. He wasn't going to mess with one of his students. Then when she starts to go work for him, their entire lives just fall apart. His parents end up with trouble. Her parents are insane and they end up dying. But uh, it very is a, I don't know how to say this. It's like a, a VC Andrews book from okay. like, like her first couple series that yes. she wrote. Yeah, where it was just one hit after another, like the incest, the um, flowers in the attic was uh, that was the main book that was incest and all that. Well, it's it's very much like it's actually been um, compared to flowers in the attic and okay. also the heaven series that she wrote. Uh, like two of my closest friends who would tell me, like Kate, this is crap. Uh, <laughs> Oh wow! Oh yeah, they'll they'll be like, uh, "You're gonna edit that, right?" Um, when they read it, they were shocked. It was also compared to like one of Stephen King's books at one point, but I was just like, Stephen King writes Stephen King. That's uh, yes, right. He's his own like genre. Right? He's got his own category. He's got his own. You know, I'm not sure you can actually ever compare me to Stephen King, but thank you. Yeah. Um, it's it's very dark. It go it hits all the places that most people won't even consider. Right. And I personally, I and I push the envelope. Like this book is, it it's just nonstop. The hits just keep coming. The second book, same thing. J the third book kind of slows down a little bit for them. And then uh, there's also a spinoff series for the, this series as well. And then the fourth book is actually the prequel, but you kind of have to read the entire series before you read the. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it and I wasn't planning on writing that at all, but I uh, I just couldn't leave it the way it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> things was, happen. Sometimes books just take a mind of their own, right? Yes. I will I will honestly tell you that you know, I have like I said, I have like 150 full-size novels, and none of them were actually ever planned to be what they are. Only very few, like my erotic, because I'm a multi-genre author as well. So I don't write just dark romance. I also write erotica. I write science fiction. Um, I write medical. I have a medical background myself. Um, these things just continue. I just change. I wrote vampire, werewolf, angel, uh, all the fantasy things that people are interested in. And I just, they never are planned the way that I want them to. I'll like, I'll sit there and I'll plan everything out. And then I'm just, I can't do this. My <laughs> yeah. Lots of happy little accidents. But. Lots of happy little <laughs> Kind of like, I like that term. Yeah, the kids, my kids too. Yeah, little. Well, sometimes happy. You gotta say it, right? Like, oh, they're they're fresh. Yeah. yeah. If I don't hurt you, I'm. I yeah. love you. Yeah, I have. I have three. I have all four at home still, and they're teenagers, and one's twenty. So like, it's it's chaos. It's I'm never bored. That's, <laughs> I, that's the positivity spin I put on that. Is I'm never bored. Well, I have a 20-year-old who's going to be 21, and she lives in Texas uh, right now. And then I have a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 14-year-old. Uh, and my three oldest are girls. My youngest is a boy, and I'm finding out that the boy is completely different. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I find the younger, for the boys, the younger, they're a little more difficult, but as, like, the girls turn into teenagers um i want them all to be boys that's i'd rather just yeah. all boys <laughs> see i I'm, I'm lucky my girls are like boys so um i don't have to worry about that <laughs> oh and my, my boy's like a girl he talks like a girl he's got sarcasm like a girl he's he's very sassy like a girl so i'm that's my that one <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> yeah, my my son has never yelled at me, um, so I'm <laughs> so I'm, I, he's still the favorite. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sonia, do you want to um, tell us the drink words tonight? Yes, we have Max, we have Diana, we have Papers, and we have Grin. Ooh, I'm excited for that. I know these. I like when names are words because you always know you're going to get shit faced. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, I'm that's drink right I, here. <laughs> I got two drinks. I got my coffee and Bailey's, and then I got my rum and Sprite. So I'm ready to go. I got my leader uh, dupe Stanley cup here going, like built to the rim. I'm ready. We're ready. All right. So, Kate, when you're ready, uh, we'll just start. We'll mute our mics and whenever you're ready. Uh, this is chapter two of Clouds Begin to Form. As he told her what he wanted her to do, she went to work on the other side of the desk from where he was sitting. She was looking at all the papers and one by one, she was reading through them and placing post-it notes with her notes, which then she passed the papers to him. 
And he looked over and glanced at the documents and then graded each. As he entered the grades into the computer that was on his desk, he waited for the next paper and she would hand it to him, finding that this system was working a lot better for him. They might actually finish the major stack of documents in a matter of hours instead of three to four days like normal for him. He was smiling as he as they worked and he watched everything Deanna did as close as he could to the clicking of her pencil to the thoughtful notes that she was writing on each of the papers. He was thinking of the class that she was in and her as a student. She had changed. She had matured quite a bit in the past few years. She had been one of his younger students in his first year of teaching. She was cute if he remembered correctly, but she was far too young to even look at. And he tried to ignore her and move on. She was not one of the females who came to him and to try to get a better grade or even to help when it was plain to see all she wanted to do was well in his class, though she was also grasping for the concepts. As he looked at her now, he was impressed with the four years worth of change in her. Coming to him couldn't have been easy to do. He had garnered a reputation of being difficult, and he didn't mind that. If we're to work together, don't you think that we should know your major? He asked with a smile as he looked at her. She looked up from the paper. Laboratory criminalistics, she said, as she went back to the paper. And he could see that her working in a lab behind the scenes was a good idea. The thought was shocking, though she didn't seem to care about the high stakes of the field. It wasn't a good fit for the girl that she had been. And why exactly is being a TA part of the requirements for this, he asked, remembering why she was there sitting in front of him in the first place. Most of the students he never saw after his class. Apparently, I have to have some public speaking experience as well as office skills, she replied as she looked up to meet his eyes. She wasn't afraid to speak like she once was, and he wondered if she had become more comfortable in her skin as she got older, or if it was just she was more comfortable in her life. I guess I could see that, he said as he looked at her and began to grin. Professor, is something wrong, she asked. We'll be working together. Don't you think you should call me by my first name when the students aren't around, he said without thinking. Just call me Max. Deanna, she said as she went back to the papers in front of her. I'll need a copy of your class schedule to make your schedule for here. He said rather casually as he entered another grade into the computer. I only have two classes. Both are on Wednesday and in the afternoon, she replied, one to six. Well, that makes it rather easy for us then, he grinned as he watched as she handed over the last paper in the stack that he had given her. He looked at the notes and then submitted the grades into the computer system yet again. That is the fastest I have ever gotten through a class assignment. Anything else? Deanna asked as she looked around. That was just one class. I'm afraid I have six more to get through, he said as he looked at her with his grin growing. Well, then I guess we should get back to work, Deanna said as she waited for him to hand over another stack of papers in the file. 
She started reading and as she went on, she would pick out the critical points and jot them down so she could remember the assignment and how much she hated it herself. They managed to work in silence most of the time and every once in a while, the pair stole a glance at the other or at the paper that was passed between the two. Deanna was comfortable in the silence. She spent most of her time working on papers for her postgraduate degree. Deanna was already writing and researching for her dissertation, though she needed a few more years in the field with some experience under her belt to ever be taken seriously. When they were done with the seven stack, she looked around to find that he seemed more relaxed. He was watching the computer as it shut down and then he placed it in his bag. He looked up to her as she was waiting for something. It's five o'clock. I'm surprised we got done before tomorrow. I think this might work out well, Miss Watson, Deanna, I mean. Well, perfect, Max, she said as his eyes flashed. I can do this anytime, but I will have to read over my notes for each assignment for the stuff later in your class if it hasn't changed too much. I wrote the course two years ago, so you'll have to sit in on the class lectures and you can help with the assignments that way. When I did, unfortunately, I wasn't thinking about the amount of paperwork the more homework and papers that I would actually be assigning. I have to wait to redo the course again if I'm picked up for next year, Max said as he began to sit back in his chair. Why wouldn't you be picked up? Deanna asked. Well, teaching wasn't something I ever planned on doing. I was asked to develop a new course for those getting into the crime scene fields. I thought it would be a good idea because what they had been teaching wasn't relevant to what we actually did when going over a scene. I watched too many people burn out because they didn't know what they were walking into, he said as he removed his hands from his desk and then steepled his fingers. The problem was I had no idea what it was like to be a professor, so the school offered me this position for five years while I work on new major requirements and courses. My five years are up at the end of this year. But didn't you give up your career in law enforcement? She asked as she stared at him. No, I didn't, he said with a half grin. So I've been working as a consultant for the different departments in the area as a second pair of eyes for the detectives while I did all of this. The real problem is, of course, is no, this course is no further along than it was five years ago. I did build the entire course and have everything laid out for them to look at. But like you, they keep changing things all the time. And that's the end of that chapter. Nice. <laughs> I like it's just the beginning of their dynamic, right? Like it's. Yeah. I tried to pick something that would kind of like ease you into it. Like I said, there's a whole different series of like the books, these books, uh, the in Watson Insanity series, which is, this is the first book of, are Deanna's story. They're told from Deanna's point of view, pretty much. Max is a main character, but for the most part, it's, everything is happening to Deanna. There is a whole novella series that is just Max's point of view. It's all oh, the nice. same events, but it's completely rewritten to 
just be like his ideas of what's going on. And then because I fell in love with Max, he is by far my favorite character that I've ever created. So when I wrote him, I wrote him as a detective and a professor. I was going to go more with the professor angle and keep him that way. But instead, I went back in time and created the detective files. And it's all of Max's cases. Okay. You get the true crime element and the mystery and the solving of different crimes. So he has... He actually has four series by himself. Oh, wow. And he, there, he is written into another series. But you can read every single one of these books standalone. Oh, I made, that's great. I made that very specific. So, like, you could pick up the second book in this series. Well, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. <laughs> Um, you wrote 200 books. I'm pretty sure that you get a pass on that. <laughs> yeah. It's called Breaking the Eye Wall. So if you um, are reading, or is it Breaking the Eye Wall? That's the third book. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, but uh, so you can read Clouds, and if you fall in love with the book, great. If you don't fall in love with the book, that's okay too. There's other books out there. Um, but you can pick up the breaking the eye wall or the clouds part or what the hell is this book's name? <laughs> I grabbed every book, but that one is <laughs> <laughs> book two. <laughs> yeah. Whatever book. Hold on. I'm sure I have it. In the, 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 uh, crap. I don't. Um, wow. That's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> You can pick up book two or you could pick up book three or you could start with book four and then go into because book four actually leads right back into the circle of clouds. And then you could also like read one of Max's books on like the detective series and each one of those is standalone. They do have a storyline that ties them together, but it's not overwhelming that you can't figure it out as you go. So you don't have to start with, you know, the TikTok or the TikToker's death, which is the first book in that one. You could start with book five, which I believe is called Dark Tales, or you could go to book eight, which and that's an eighteen book series right now. Wow, that's fantastic! <laughs> I know everyone's just like, how do you do that? I. For the month of May, I've written two two full size novels already, just for May. Um, that are like that's normal for me. For January, I finished twelve books. I wrote wow. and <laughs> and now they're they're being edited by my editor and my proofreader. But like four five five of those twelve are hundred thousand word novels. So it's like they're full-size, straight-up novels, whereas some of them are just added ser to a series. Like I, for that one, two books were for the novella series for the case files. Uh, four of them were erotic uh, to carry on the um, my erotica series. I have 
four of them going on right now. So switching back and forth is fun. That's what. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I. Um, I like write stories for my kids and stuff. And I'm always like bouncing back and forth to all of them. Um, and I feel like, but like they all finish eventually, but like, it's just working on all of them at once. And I like, I just thrive more in the chaos of. I do the, too. Yeah. It's, I love it. <laughs> and it just never stops. Like if I see, one idea on TV or something like that. And it's not like I'm rewriting what I saw. I'll take it and I'll completely run with it. Now, like my daughter and I, <laughs> my youngest daughter who's 16 and I have a joke. Um, we both like snails. I don't know why we both like snails, but we both like snails. And a couple of years ago, there was, a, we're both into science. Uh, I have a medical background. She wants to go into the medical field. Um, so we were just looking at NASA pictures and NASA had released pictures from Pluto and it had a thing on it and the thing moved. So it kind of looks like a snail. <laughs> so we named the snail <laughs> and <laughs> I know this is just so weird. And this is what I encourage my kids my kids do not have normal parents, um, <laughs> to say the least. Their father was on a submarine for 22 years and their mother's crazy. Um, but like we named the snail. While we were on vacation, she comes to me and she goes, did you ever write a book about Sriracha, which is the snail? <laughs> I said, no, no, I didn't. And she goes, well, you need to. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, should I make, what, what? how should I do this? And she goes, you need to write alien porn, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what I did while we were on vacation? Alien porn. Why I, not? <laughs> that is one that I haven't done before. I've done the BDSM. I've done the kinks. I've done all that type of erotica. But now I'm moving into alien porn. That's, that's where it's at. That's yeah. mine as well. <laughs> we introduced Sonia to alien porn this Christmas. It was uh, tentacles and tinsel or something. Yeah, we introduced was, her to it. It was fantastic. There was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's called No Space in Between. And I'm still not sure how a snail and a human are going to do anything. But I'll figure it out. Yes. <laughs> well, research. You know, snails have those like... <laughs> body parts that like their eyeballs go in and out you know you could do something with that <laughs> so how long does it usually take you to write a novel since you wrote 200 of them um well it really depends on the novel itself clouds i it took me two months to write that um but i was also doing what most authors tell you not to do, which is edit as you go. I was editing, I was rewriting as I went. So the entire process normally takes for the writing part. It could be um, the fourth book in that. I wrote that in eight days. I kind of had a mental break and <laughs> I, I just wrote 10,000 words every day. 
And then it took me about another two months because I got so sick of that character that I just didn't want to write it anymore. I didn't want to edit. I didn't want to proofread. I didn't want to do anything. If it's going to be a mid-sized novel, I can really write one of those a week. Just oh wow! If I don't, well, if I don't have like something going on with my kids, like my oldest that's in the house is in college. Um, my middle daughter or my younger daughter is in high school, and my son is in middle school, and he'll be starting high school this year. But my kids are homeschooled, kind of. They go to a digital academy, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's run by our district, so they still have to go to school functions at school, but they're not taught at school. So if they don't have to do testing or they don't have to do that and we can set our own schedule, I can legitimately write 15 books in a month and then go back and fill them in with you know, more details, go back and rewrite them. And for me, the rewriting process takes about two to three times. I'll, I'll set them off um, to the side and then I'll, I'll go back to them like a month or two later when I've already done so many more that I can focus back on that one. That way, nothing gets too old for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I have uh, two, three, three erotic series that are ongoing right now. And one of them has to have like 18 books that I have to write for it. Um, I already have like 15 out. And in the process, I'm like, I don't like these people anymore. Because <laughs> I'm done with them. <laughs> so I'll just, you know, I have, honestly, I'm releasing a book every month on Amazon, Apple, and Google myself. And out of that, I am scheduled to release books all the way into 2033. Wow, that's impressive. That's that's crazy. Like, wow. So like ambitious. And they're all scheduled too. So like that's that isn't including like the books that I just wrote. Um so I add to that every month and it took it well, it I I went crazy doing it, but scheduling them out was actually the hardest part for me. I was cuz I had to stop writing. I had to sit down with my planner and then I and had to schedule and Yeah, I had to do the schedule and then highlight everyone that I had uploaded and everything like that. And like I said, uh 2020 yeah, it's 2033 on almost all of them. So wow. like I know I hate to say it like this, but like I could die tomorrow and my books will still be released for another decade. And that's that's, (laughs) that's every month as well. So it's 12 books a year, all different genres. It's you. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. That sounds like you're having a lot of fun with it. Like, it's yeah. I don't think you'd be writing that many if you did it. (laughs) If I look back five years from when I started, I'm not the same author that I was back then. Um, I started writing uh, historical romance, but not the typical historical romance where it's in England or 
Europe or anywhere. I started writing historical romance for Japan. Okay. So um, it was very, it's what set me apart from everybody else. Like most people, they want to write about the kingdom uh, of England uh, or the UK and, you know, Europe, the kings and queens and ladies and lords and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Not what I was interested in. (laughs) I I taught myself how to read Japanese so I could learn about their history. And then I started writing, like all of my older stuff is based on actual historical figures in Japan. That's commitment. Holy. And five years ago, I didn't know anything about Japan. Yeah, Uh, that's. Yeah, it, it was very very interesting and i one one person in history sparked all of this he is the reason why i started writing because there were so many contradictions about him that um yeah i just who, who was that mitsuhide akiche who, who is known as the biggest trader in Japan. Basically, it's kind of like Benedict Arnold um, <laughs> in the U.S. He worked for, or he was the left hand of Nobunaga Oda, who was trying to unify Japan at the time because they were basically all different little islands and they weren't working together. And then Mitsuhide supposedly killed him. And everyone said it was because of jealousy or he wanted to be the leader or he wanted to be the one. And I started to question that because it didn't make any sense to me. So I started writing about it and then come to find out they actually found a piece of history that's being authenticated right now that basically all of my theories were true. Oh, validation. It's like, I know people. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I dealt with enough people in my years. I uh, didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, hmm. My husband hates him, by the way. That's, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely hates the fact that, you know, like I'm reading and writing in Japan or Japanese and he's just like, What's wrong with you? I think that's amazing. I feel like that just makes your writing more rewarding is when you learn a new skill from it. That's that's how I feel. Like if you're learning something in life, it's just that knowledge is the best gift. (laughs) I truly believe that. And here I brought that to my kids as well. Um, That was another thing. Like my daughter did this whole report on Sunduku era Japan which is the era that I studied and she like was just like me. She talks a lot and um, (laughs) she was just going off and telling the teacher, Oh yeah, my mom learned Japan or Japanese. Um, We're going to go to Japan eventually when my mom, you know, starts making money. Um, (laughs) Buy buy your book so she can go to Japan. (laughs) You want to hear embarrassing my daughter told her English teacher this year, because they still do the Zoom calls and whatnot, mm-hmm. 
told her, told him, oh yeah, my mom's an author. And she's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. It, does she write under the name that we have? And she, no, my mom's <laughs> at Thomas. Do you want a link? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she sent him the link to my author page on Amazon. And the first book that pops up is The Sex Slave. That's fantastic. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I thought that was almost as embarrassing as my father calling to tell me that he read Yes, Daddy. That, that, would, that would be a little interesting. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, Dad, 200 books. Why did you pick that one? Yeah. That one. You You're the, the top one. one. You know, look, it's... Don't, just don't, Dad. Well, you won an award for it. Yeah, Dad, I won an award for it. Don't ever read anything I write again. <laughs> yeah, no, just, just... Like, how do you guys look at each other during Christmas dinner anymore? It's like, no, don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the best thing is, is my father just, you know, is just like, oh, you need to go back to church. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks, Dad. Yes, yes. I don't think Dad the church wants me back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You might write, write some porn about it, you know, like. There is, there is porn or, well, there is um, erotica and smut that has religion behind it. I'm sure it's, there is, obviously. There's, no, there is. There's one called priest and sinner and saint and. Is it about Jesus? Because I feel like no, I need that. No, it's life. just about people in church. Okay, Sonia. Oh, okay, never mind. It's not like people in the Bible. It's no. That's, oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. No. <laughs> Got to be careful with that, you know, crossing lines with the church. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh, we banned for sure. I think well, <laughs> I come from a very, very, very ultra Catholic family. <laughs> which <laughs> explains the whole smut problem. And yeah. um, my nephew is becoming a priest. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, so I have to be very careful, like when crossing certain lines, just for family. Yeah, yeah, to piece it, like just so you're not shunned by everybody in your family, right? You're just like, oh, I still want to be invited to holidays. So, yeah, it's my brother's kid. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh. so I, what I didn't really like anyway. So whatever. <laughs> Eventually, of, he'll figure it out. Speaking of uh, religion, uh, do you view writing as a kind of spiritual practice? Yes, very much so. I'll use this last week as an example. Uh, the first day that we were on vacation, this vacation wasn't exactly planned. This was my husband basically saying, so I have a week off from work. Um, I have too much PTO on the books. So we're going to go visit my parents. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so we went to uh, Arizona and I brought my computer with me and I had already started a book. I finished it on the first day. The next couple of days, I decided to just, you know, hang out with the family and whatnot. And I could tell every day I was miserable because I wasn't focused on doing something. So if I don't write and if I'm not planning the next book or the next step in anything, I do, I can't function. Like by day four, 
I was so irritated that nobody wanted to be around me to the point that my kids like were just like, mom, get on the computer, do something. <laughs> yeah, go, go, do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think it is a spiritual experience. I also think that it is in a way of creating your own type of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like something as poignant as going to church or something like that. But as an author, as a writer, being able to take nothing and just words and putting the words together and creating a character is almost godlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that, you know, like, but you create worlds. Yeah. You, yeah. you create complete different alternate realities. And as much as everybody has a story to tell, some people can't. They they can't grasp how to do that. And it is a process. You have to learn that. So, yes, it is a very, I think, a very powerful experience being a writer. And I think that it is underrated. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's No, I agree. Um, what would you say is the hardest thing about being an author? Promoting yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we hear that a lot. It's the marketing that is a struggle for people. I I come from a very I don't want to say humble background, but I I come from a hardworking father, a stay-at-home mom. Um we were very much just average. So trying to find something about like each book to promote and I've said this numerous times to many other people and I've gotten mixed reactions from it from other authors. When I said that you basically have to become a whore, you have to sell yourself (laughs) on the street and it's not the book that you're selling. I mean, selling the book and trying to get, you know, people to read a specific book, but you're selling yourself. Yeah. And it is very hard because sometimes you don't want, I mean, it's not that you don't want that credit, but you don't want certain people to know that much about you. I think that if you're going to write a book or write a story or whatever, you're leaving a lot of yourself in it, Mm -hmm. whether you want to or not. The whole reason that this book right here started was because my cousin started to have a mental breakdown and was going crazy on Facebook. Besides the fact that everything else was going on, I needed to get my own little safe space. And this book became my safe space. So that's one of the reasons why Clouds has always stayed with me. And then I found that Max was a comfort character for me. But just selling yourself, uh, mm-hmm. trying to push that whole narrative that, oh, yeah, so you do this, you do that, you do this, you can read this book, you can read this book. It's very difficult. <laughs> also, what makes it worse is if you're a multi genre author because you don't have a specific fan base. If you, right. only, if you only wrote science fiction, you get your sci-fi people going. Mm-hmm. If you only write romance, you you have romance followers. 
you never know what book is coming out at any, well, half the time, I don't know what book is coming out <laughs> at any given time. But if it's science fiction or if it's romance or if it's, I'm trying to think, werewolf or whatever. Oh, paranormal, yeah. You, I mean, I do have a lot of different types. I, the subgenres always get me when I'm talking about like paranormal or um, fantasy or science fiction or anything like that, because you kind of like have to be very specific. <laughs> and sometimes I can't be specific because I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but you don't get this. You have to sell literally as a multi-genre author yourself. Mm-hmm. I have I have people who follow me for my erotica. I have people who follow me for my romance. And then I often hear constantly, well, you should do this more. You should do that more. And I'm like, I have a hundred and some odd books that are still yet to be released. You're yeah. going to get more. Trust Just me. Just wait. Yeah. yeah. Be patient. Be patient. Yeah. You said you're a multi-genre author, which is awesome. Um, is there a genre you won't touch that you just have no interest in dipping into? No. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'll do everything. <laughs> um, one thing that when I started to write and publish, um, I, the one thing that I said was, there's no subject that I won't touch. And I will try and be as respectful as possible uh, to people. So, like, if I do have a book that has sexual assault in it, I will let people know beforehand. But I also think that all subjects, all subjects, even the majorly taboo ones, should be discussed, should be read. Because once we forget that those things happen and we don't have this conversation, we've lost as a society. Mm-hmm. No, I as agree a, on that. As an author, it is a huge responsibility. My cats just decided to <laughs> yeah. uh, attack my feet. Um, I, I think as an author, as a storyteller, you have to be able to touch the things that you don't want to touch. Um, a, a good example that I have in, uh, like I said, clouds, it it does have, it should have a lot of trigger warnings and it doesn't because when I wrote that, it was, I wasn't in the, the right place to have trigger warnings and I, I have to adjust that now. Um, because we do talk about rape. We do talk about incest. We do talk about uh, satanic rituals. Um, we do talk about a whole bunch of different things that could be triggering to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I have another book where a lot of people seem to have a, an issue with it, but it's only because of the teacher and the student and they're not teacher and student at the same time where they have a relationship. It was the student graduating and then having a relationship with the teacher. But that is also also one of my um, other major books. It's uh, called Dust of the Stars. 
but like another book where we're talking about mental illness in children mm -hmm. um, and how, no matter how hard it is, it has to be addressed. Of course. Yes. Yes. Um, and that stigma. Talk about it. Exactly. And I think as authors, we have a duty that we have to do that. Um, as long as we're respectful and we're not like ripping people apart, I think that we have to discuss the things that have happened, that will happen, and that could happen. Uh, the book that I just wrote is about the infertility world and splitting up a group of sibling embryos that have been genetically modified. We don't have the science to do this currently, but we will in the next 10 years. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully. So, <laughs> you know, you see, I have nothing against people. I have nothing against people going through IVF and I completely understand their desire to have a child, but where are we going to draw the line at the ethics of it? Are we going to have designer babies? Are we going to um, make sure that diseases, I understand, let's eradicate some of these things, but so I want a child that has brown eyes and blonde hair. Yeah. I think that is ethically wrong because it's taking away the child's individuality. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And the next book we're, it is going to be very similar. It's very science fiction based, but actually is all plausible science fiction. It's actually going to happen probably in the next 10 to 20 years. I think that we should talk about this. We yeah. should get this out yeah. of the way. It also has to go with, there's a woman on TikTok. For the life of me, I can't remember what she what her name is. But she basically in, helps investigate um, sibling pods from donor-conceived, um, like, uh, insemination type things where they mm -hmm. go and get and uh just inseminate somebody with um donor sperm and they're finding these pods of siblings that are 100 to 150 to 300 people we have to have some kind of limit we and the way to do that is to talk about it and if we're going to talk about it, why not make it fiction? Um, make it fun. <laughs> you know, make some kind of story out of it. That's I, that's more my point. I'll take real life things, unfortunately, like people leaving their kids in the car and their kids dying. I bring light to that in the um, the case files. Horrible murders that we see on social media that we see on the news. Let's talk about it. People need to understand that some of these things are mental health. Some of these things are just pure evil. Yeah. There is a, a line. So absolutely. Yeah. It will we're coming to an end. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been great. And I love that you have all these different genres and topics to talk about. Like it's, it's great. I love that. Um, Cause it wasn't just one thing. It was like so many things we talked about today and I, I love that. I appreciate it. Um, do you have 
uh, where can, because you do have, because you have 200 books, where can people purchase <laughs> your work? <laughs> I am available on all platforms. Um, Amazon, uh, Kindle Unlimited, uh, Google uh, Playbooks. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Barnes and Noble and Apple. Uh, I can, my books can also be found at different stores and also on Kobo, which I'm not sure exactly what that is, but it's, <laughs> it's like another, um, Amazon Kindle. That's what it is for Canada, right? Yes. They are, they originally, they're just getting into the States now. Okay. Um, some of my books are there. Um, I also have a Patreon where a story is, well, not just a story. Um, there is release every day uh, for the next year. So everything has been scheduled out again. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so if you like join Patreon, that helps support uh, just me. And there's multi um, tiers and you can get whatever type of thing that you want. I do have a special section for the erotica because obviously um, not for kids under 18 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm not going to get in trouble for that, That's um, right. <laughs> but everything else is uh, available basically everywhere that you can find books. There are also some books that are on a uh, good novel, which is an app. I wouldn't recommend that. I would rather go to uh, Amazon, <laughs> but I just have to plug it anyway. That's right. Wherever yeah. everyone is at. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> good night, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions.